Hi, I'm R.C. Rondero de Mosier. I uh, work in government relations and regulatory affairs for different companies. The big thing that speaks to me is now with uh, the overturning of Roe v. Wade. Um, I've volunteered in capacities with Jane's Due Process and other organizations that have been trying to support reproductive rights for women. And now that it's been overturned, like I, you know, I want to see like a path forward that we can all come together on 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 fixing this right this travesty yeah and at the very least at the state level that's all we have the option for right now and so that's what i'm interested in i'd like to see ken paxton in an orange jumpsuit it's friday february 9th 2024 and this is the progress texas daily dispatch rapid response on the breaking news stories texas progressives need to know i'm chris Mosier. We start this Friday with the obvious when it comes to the border, and that is that Republican outrage over migrant crossings into Texas is now in direct contrast with reality. That reality being that those crossings are recently way down in Texas after peaking before the end of last year. Camilo Montoya Galvez at CBS News writes that overall illegal crossings along the U.S.-Mexico border have dropped sharply since December and that fewer than half of that overall number are now coming across the Texas border with Mexico. Of course, Governor Abbott would love to take credit for the drop in traffic, but the Biden administration points to the work that they've been doing closer to the source. Diplomatic agreements with Mexico have led to actions by Mexican authorities to slow the flow of U.S.-bound migrants, plus there are historical patterns to observe in which crossings tend to drop after the holidays. Valeria Wheeler, the director of Mission Border Hope, the only migrant shelter in Eagle Pass, says demand on her facility started decreasing well before Governor Abbott set up his show in Shelby Park. But all that said, the show must apparently go on. Abbott was once again on stage in Eagle Pass yesterday to proclaim that Texas is on track to build more of Donald Trump's border wall than Donald Trump did while in office. And we're not even going to talk about whether or not Mexico is paying for it, but we will remind you, dear listener, that border walls are not and have never been effective. In fact, recent migrant crossing trends show that they're now focused in remote desert areas like Lukeville, Arizona and Jacumba Hot Springs, California in recent weeks. Those migrant flows taking advantage of holes cut in border barriers there by smugglers. The same will happen with any new walls Governor Abbott wants to blow your tax dollars on. Interesting new reporting via CBS News from Texas Monthly reporter Jack Herrera, who notes that U.S. Border Patrol and Texas State Troopers used to work more or less as a team. Until very recently, actually, the two agencies worked in very friendly cooperation, even as Operation Lone Star was ramping up. Drastically different, of course, from today's talk of a state versus federal standoff complete with secession and civil war themes. Herrera notes that all of this is just over the roughly two-mile stretch of border around Eagle Pass, where Governor Abbott has made a big deal out of denying access to federal personnel who are looking simply to do their jobs, both in regard to detaining migrants and also to rescuing those who are in danger. The point is, there is no point. Abbott's stonewalling of the federal agents who up until just weeks ago were trusted and reliable partners of state troopers is pure political theater and serves no practical purpose. If you're a homeowner in Texas, there's an issue that almost certainly has a much bigger impact on your day-to-day life than illegal immigration, and that's property taxes in Texas that remain through the roof despite Republican crowing to the contrary. Giulia Carbonaro at Newsweek says that despite that $18 billion property tax relief package signed into law last summer by Governor Abbott, most Texas residents 
are still facing ever higher property taxes, and rightly, they place the blame squarely on our governor. According to data from a new poll conducted by Redfield and Wilton Strategies on behalf of Newsweek, it says 57% of residential or commercial property taxpayers in Texas say their property tax bill has increased in the past year, despite that supposedly huge tax cut while only 22% said that bill had dropped for them, while a whopping majority, 69% of respondents, say the property taxes are a significant or fair financial burden for them personally. Taxes, as we know, are how essential services happen in our communities, but in Texas, while our elected officials love to tout our lack of state income tax, we more than make up for that with property taxes. According to the finance think tank, the Tax Foundation, Texas ranks sixth highest among all states for our effective property tax rate behind only Connecticut, Vermont, New Hampshire, Illinois, and New Jersey. Won't surprise you to hear that we don't pretend to be politically unbiased around here, but even by the usual Texas GOP standards, this next one is pretty foul. Karen Brooks Harper and Robert Downen at the Texas Tribune cover Kyle Biederman a former Texas state representative who's running again to unseat a fellow Republican in the March primary. Biederman was caught on video criticizing the House expulsion of fellow former representative Brian Slayton, who was kicked out of the chamber for having sex with a 19-year-old intern after plying her with alcohol, all while married, by the way. Biederman was at a Kendall County Tea Party meeting in Bernie earlier this week when he offered the insight, quote, was he convicted? What was his crime? Is it a crime to have sex with a 19-year-old woman in your house, not at the Capitol, unquote? Biederman is the same rascal you may remember for having once dressed up as gay Hitler for a costume party that was raising funds for a local food bank and is one of the state's most vocal proponents of Texas seceding from the U.S. Texas Republicans continue putting up their best and brightest. Speaking of which, you may or may not have noticed during that shameful exercise at the U.S. Supreme Court over Colorado's booting of Donald Trump from their ballot yesterday that Trump's lawyer in that proceeding was none other than Texas's own Jonathan Mitchell, one of the primary architects of our state's brutal abortion ban. Tory Otten at The New Republic writes that Mitchell up to this point has been best known for crafting Texas's so-called vigilante law which allows private citizens to sue someone they suspect was involved in any way in the obtaining of abortion care, engineering the culture of fear that now exists in Texas around reproductive medicine as many medical professionals have become too worried about legal repercussions to even advise someone about abortion, let alone perform the procedure. All the way to the top, folks, abortion is on the ballot this year. Over to higher education in Texas for a couple here. We've told you about the sudden and unexpected cancellation of culturally specific graduation ceremonies at the University of Texas at Austin recently, apparently connected to that institution's fear of violating new state laws forbidding diversity, equity, and inclusion, or DEI, activities at state universities. Nana Srivastava at UT student news outlet The Daily Texan updates that story. She says the nonprofit graduate organization Texas X's is stepping in to host those cultural graduation ceremonies for students and their families. Dorothy Guerrero, Texas X's vice president of communications, says the four celebrations, Lavender Graduation, Graduation, Latinx Graduation, and Black Graduation will all take place at the UT Alumni Center in May. They're working alongside other alumni networks, including the Black Alumni Network, Hispanic Alumni Network, and Pride Alumni Network to host. Very nice to see a positive story from that department. News from Texas A&M as well today. We've told you lately about right-wing conspiracy theories about A&M having relinquished control of their nuclear research to the Middle Eastern nation of Qatar. 
A&M does indeed have a campus in that country, for now anyway. Liam Knox at Inside Higher Ed writes that the university will close its Qatar campus by 2028, ending a 21-year partnership with the Qatar Foundation for Education, Science, and Community Development, which is run by the Qatari government. The Texas A&M Board of Regents voted to shutter the campus in a 7-to-1 vote yesterday, citing regional instability in the Middle East and a desire to focus on the system's stateside campuses, but also following investigations by the Washington, D.C.-based think tank Institute for the Study of Global Antisemitism and Policy into those same conspiracy theories, resulting in criticism of the partnership for what the Institute claimed were significant national security concerns regarding the ownership of military research conducted there. The Qatari government says all of this has been fueled by American disinformation. New writing from Progress Texas Advocacy Fellow Tatum Owens covers issues afoot this all-important election year with our voting process in Texas. In particular, two glaring concerns. First, the Republican push for closed primaries, which Owens says threatens the voting rights of independent voters, in particular veterans and younger voters. And second, the closure of vital early voting locations because of a new law that leaves rural and small town populations short of election access and funding. The unfunded mandate HB 1217 purports to require an increase of early voting days and hours, but left to pay for it themselves, smaller Texas towns can't keep up, so those locations close down. Our state government keeps finding new and interesting ways to keep you out of the conversation, and we got to push back. Important read at ProgressTexas.org. Progress Texas proudly celebrates Black History Month throughout February, and we have a convenient calendar of related events across the state to check out at ProgressTexas.org. For example, in Austin tomorrow, Saturday, February the 10th, the Hope is Like a Light Music Therapy Concert Series will happen at the George Washington Carver Museum. This weekend in Houston, Ardust Gallery presents Little Girl Black Joy, a solo exhibition by artist Lauren Luna. That opening reception is tomorrow, Saturday afternoon from 4 to 8. Coming up next weekend on Saturday the 17th in Dallas, African American Read-In, a community celebration, has been organized by the National Council of Teachers of English to make literacy a significant part of Black History Month, Saturday, February 17th, 11 to 3 at the African American Museum of Dallas on Grand Avenue. And in San Antonio throughout February, prints by contemporary black artists are being featured at the McNay Art Museum. Full schedule for Black History Month 2024. Again, find that at our website. Being February, we're also asking you to show Progress Texas some love by inviting you to become a regular recurring donor. Our February member drive continues. Our goal is 29 new donors through this leap month to support our important work this election year. We appreciate the support, which is also easy to do at our web store at ProgressTexas.org. Choose from Y'all Means All, Revolution, and our most popular Humans Against Ted Cruz t-shirts, all union-made right here in Texas. Your support helps us continue our important work and allows you to look super Super stylish while doing it. That's the Progress Texas Daily Dispatch for this Friday, February 9th, 2024. Links to all these original stories can be found in our show notes. If you're enjoying our podcasts, an easy way to help spread the word is to leave us a positive review on your podcast delivery platform of choice and be sure to tell your friends about us too. Progress Texas is a nonprofit rapid response media organization promoting progressive messages and actions. While campaigns come and go, we're the permanent home for progressive media and action in the Lone Star State. Again, find our web store and other ways to support our ongoing mission at ProgressTexas.org. I'm Chris Mosier. Thanks for listening. Have a great weekend, and we'll see you again on Monday morning.